lie, lie, lie. The world system, mirror, mirror, red rum, red rum, mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most disgusting of all? <laughs> Greetings, the name of the most high. Yeah, you won't get anything like uh, this anywhere else, so um, I'm still here. Amazingly enough, thank you for all uh, your prayers and well wishes. I've, you know, been kind of battling, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, just it, really it's um, kind of an epic battle out there right now. You know, I see people dropping dead right and left and, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, decided I just have to be bold and undaunted. Um, kind of a Psalm 91 uh, uh, existence, if you will. And, um, you know, uh, I just cannot worry about the plague that's hitting the tent over there, over here. I, I just have to, you know, I'm not going to lament that. I'm just going to keep walking. And, you know, there may be just a lot of damage all over the field. And, you know, there are a lot of people going down for a lot of different reasons. And the public doesn't seem to give a, a damn, you know, in terms of, you know, I, I guess what it is, it's got to be the conditioning. And I've been dealing with this this idea of conditioning uh, because I myself was conditioned at one point to think there was no Satanism and that there's no such thing as satanic ritual abuse and that there's no such thing as any of it by, you know, by shrinks that want to return me to society without calling out, you know, uh, people that were guilty of, you know, human trafficking, satanic ritual abuse, you know, raping kids, uh, killing people that were in the way or, you know, sometimes uh, ritual sacrifices or blood sacrifice uh, happens with a, tra a traffic accident or, a, an, uh, you know, an overdose with the wrong doctor. You know what I mean? People get gaslit into a situation and then wind up dead. And that's how the world system actually works, the beast system, you know, because the world is the circle. The world is the pentagram. The world is the, the ritual. And, you know, as, when people, as long as people understand that, and they can understand then how that, that the entire community, the entire, um, uh, you know, content of communities is all intertwined in it. Someone asked me the other day, you know, well, what are the names of some of these covens and cults? Well, they have names. I mean, you've heard, you know, you've heard names like, you know, the Illuminati, or you've heard names like um, the Golden Dawn, or you've heard names, you know, like, um, you know, Pythagoras, and you've heard names, um, you know, of like mystical cults and, and death cults and these cults and those cults. And you've heard about, um, you know, brotherhoods like the... the uh, <laughs> like the, um, you know, the uh, uh, Skull and Bones and other kinds of fraternities and associations, but they're all connected. So the one thing they have in common is they're all interlinked. And you're not going to get that info, I don't think. I mean, I've I've tried to find it. I can't find it where it links the whole world together as one. Okay? And then, of course, there's a hierarchy, and the hierarchy is worshipped. Yes, I am nothing. The hierarchy is everything. 
And, you know, once you get to that, then it's not too hard to get to, you know, the mind control of your sector, your section, your compartment, where two and two is five. You know, and this compartment over here where, the you know, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, killed himself. There is no such thing as pedophile island. There is no, you know, 9-11 was, you know, uh, amateur pilots with um, that hijacked the plane and, and then flew uh, as, you know, incredible experts into buildings, you know, with like a mock, you know, some kind of a, what do they call that when you get G4, like a G-force of six or something, you know, <laughs> as, as it's, 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 it's careening into the uh, target and things like that. And, you know, or if there even was a plane, you know, that, that, or stolen elections. Or, so no one sees any of this because they're mind controlled to see another world. And that world is, you know, what none of that is possible. None of that ever happens. All that is ridiculous. And when you get to that point where you say that, you know, um, and some people, you know, they just go ahead and kill because, you know, it's just an arranged accident because there is no brainwash, there is no programming that's working. So these kids in these families, you know, just wind up dead. And it's a subject I'm dealing with now in, a, in another matter, another project. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty incredible when you think of the, uh, the power of um, behaviorism and, you know, military uh, psyop level, you know, psychology and what you can do with the masses. Like, you know, the masses believe, well, you see what they believe and you're, going, you're scratching your head saying, how can they believe that? But we've all believed things at times. In the beginning, um, when I was talking about the interlinking of Satanism, satanic abuse, ch child trafficking, trafficking, drug dealing, um, war, war trafficking, um, and, you know, pretty much indicting the United States as one of the big beast players, if not the ultimate numero uno drug dealer, numero uno, you know, of... Uh, uh, a, a purveyor of, um, you know, wars of, of destruction. There's still people that, that are applauding George Bush for the surge. You know, the surge worked and patting each other on the back. And these, some of these people are in these fraternities and clubs and they're compartmentalized and, and mind controlled to, to see that particular thing, the surge worked in their compartment. They're not supposed to see there were no weapons of mass destruction. They just had to have a war, so they manufactured um, evidence. And, you know, so we just lost uh, Colin Powell, one of the big manufacturers of evidence, for the, uh, you know, the surge uh, the attack on Iraq, which, you know, left millions of children dead. And for what reason? And then the reason is always the same. And, you know, Republicans and Democrats, they collude together. So, you know, they play a game with the public that the public thinks one, one is different from the other and that one's going to save them from the, the misdeeds of the other. And, of course, meanwhile, you're, like today, you're watching the entire, you know, not just country but world system the way it was, the economic system, be destroyed before your very eyes. And you're seeing the cargo ships being kept out at sea on purpose with no edict and no Congress, but just by order and decree. You're seeing dictatorship and fascism. 
you're seeing corporate fascism and 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 um, you know, you know um, leadership like you haven't seen since Hitler or Mao, and you're sitting there in your own country where where you know Nazi style fascism is going on. I mean, not not quite Nazi style because that involves rallying lots of people to 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 you know be excited about the cause and. People are completely disgusted, but they're getting a good dose of what it's like to live in a complete failure society, a 100% you're-going-to-die-soon society, a 100% failure on every level, the United States of Shitlandia. You know what I mean? A complete, total debacle, Uh, something that's completely dirty and nothing to have pride in. A complete destruction in total of the ethos of America and the possibilities of of freedom. Which is, by the way, the point. The rights come from the creator, correct? Which is the, the first time in world history that you have that kind of uh, law, that kind of a founding principle. And you see what's happened to it. You see what people have done to it. They have destroyed their freedom. They have destroyed their institutions. They have destroyed their children. And that's ongoing now. And I still don't see anyone doing anything about that. About, you know, the, the sexualizing of kids, which is what they, you know, which is what they always do in satanic families. You know, satanic fan. There's no such thing as a satanic family. It's a satanic cult in these various cities. You know what I mean? It's it's many people grouped together. And they abuse their children and get the children to like the abuse and then service the adults and grow up and become abusers themselves later on. It's a generational curse. You understand that. It's global. You understand that. It's always been global. You understand that. So if you understand everything I've told you just now, you see everything Everything unvarnished, which is very hard to see, by the way. I don't blame you if you have to take a drink. It's pretty hard to look straight down the the, the barrel of this thing and see it for what it is, because it is pure filth, pure degradation, and nothing to be proud of, believe believe me. Nothing to be proud of. Everything to repent for, but nothing to be proud of. No, there's so much pride and arrogance in the United States still among the people that um, God knows if it'll ever be straightened out. It certainly won't be if people remain deluded and comfortably so or, you know, comfortably numb to the pain and suffering of those around them. And, you know, there is a way to fix things, but, you know, I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. It takes people to be cooperative. And, you know, as Johnny Cash said, the late great, those who desire truth eventually run into Jesus. You know, as they very simply said, I, I, you know, it can't be repeated enough. The word truth, T-R-U-T-H, Draw it out on the chalkboard. The word truth is not just synonymous with Jesus, but that it means Jesus. 
it, it's a literal trans. It's a it's a it's a transliteration and a literal, but a literalism of the 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 the, the definition, which re, though remains a mystery, is Christ, which is truth. Truth in all its forms and all its dimensions and aspects. Truth meaning a another world, a world that um, we have fallen from. Truth meaning no beginning and no end. Truth be, meaning the, the alpha and the omega. So I understand that truth is a very loaded term, right? You know it when, you've, when you're in it, though. When you're in the truth, it's just things are true. You know, that, that you, you, um, you break free from the lie, but, you know, there, there's people all around us, and there's also programming in the ether. There's programming in the ether. So when you start getting on to truth, little by little, the ether, you know, voices that you, you hear, the thoughts you have, are telling you you're wrong, turn back, this is wrong. Look how people will reject you. Look how they don't want to hear what you have to say. Take it easy on yourself. You know, that's not the way to success. That's the way to failure. So all those voices are coming at you when you start getting closer to truth. And that's actually how you know you're getting closer to truth because that kind of uh, opposition, that kind of opposition is what you start getting. And so, you know, it's... um, there's absolutely uh <laughs> you know there's there's really just one way one way out baby and it's going to be that that very narrow very lonely pathway where each one of us came into this world alone and you certainly are going to leave alone there is no collective death and there is no collective birth Hallelujah, thank God, praise Jesus. That would be, what a mess that would be if we had collective birth, death, and, and collective salvation. Oh, my God. I don't think I could take, if it, if it got that evil, I would have to go to, you know, that would be it, check me out, you know. Thank God there isn't. That's where the rapture people get in trouble. They get in trouble because they, they keep seeing everything as a collective and you know it's not a collective. You know when, when you know that. I mean, it's um, even if people have an experience together, it doesn't mean they're co- connected in a collective. They're not. What's the big fault of the world system? What's the big fault of the secret societies, which, by the way, control all the societies, every one? Okay, what's the big fault? The big fault is the hive mind. The collectivism, the hive mind, the hive thinking. In other words, they're, they're not used to thinking. They're used to mind link, mind link, mind link. So they don't have to think. They just, and, and that answers the question how you could go somewhere 3,000 miles away and there would be someone sitting there that has information about you and is spouting off so that it would scare you into running away. Okay, well... The only reason that person would know anything about you at all is the mind length, the hive mind. That's the only way information would travel there. But it travels worldwide. So if you're targeted in this technology of mind length and hive mind, 
depending on how many people are involved in it, which is basically everything, everywhere, all the time, right? Everyone, except for those misfits here and there. And, uh, you know, and then the people that are weak, that are used, that are part of that collective, they do their part because they feel that if they do their part, i.e. attack you, attack you, hurt you, do something wrong to you, maybe even kill you. If that happens, they feel they're going to go up the ladder in the hierarchy, which is what they would... They, they say, well, they worship Satan. It's like, well, they worship Satan as self. They worship the hierarchy as Satan. They may have an antichrist, you know, an advanced being, some kind of, you know, some guy that can crawl around the ceiling, you know what I mean? As their, as their antichrist figure to, that they make the world worship. But um, that being said, they are um, poised for apotheosis. And apotheosis is that their own divinity, their own uh, translation into d- divine beings or gods themselves, which is what they really want to be. Gods set above the Most High God. Go ahead and read Job. I think it's 14 chapter, uh, you know, about, about Lucifer. You know, uh, the sun in the morning, and the, you know the the you know the, the 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 whole deal with you know people talk about the you know the morning stars, Jesus, the morning stars, Lucifer, the competing stars. They say, well, they're related. No, they're not related. <clears throat> one is one is truth, and one is a usurper. One is life, and the other is non-existent without creator creating it. Christ is not created, but has always been, you know? And that goes into this whole mystery of eternity and about Jesus. Well, Jesus, the son of God, you know, created, you know, yes, uh, it incarnated upon the earth, um, you know, to to save mankind, you know, and, and, and crucified for the sins of the entire world that anyone who believed on him could be saved from the path they're on, which is complete, total destruction. And if you can't see the world's on the path of complete... If you can't see your own death right now, and, and hostile death, and I mean, you know, perhaps even brutal death in sickness or a nuke or, you know, some kind of horrible thing. If you can't see that now at this stage... I think you're pretty damn blind. You better go find that, you know, dive into the word or dive into something that will help to open your eyes and make you more sensitive to things going on around you. Because if you think this is okay, there's something seriously wrong with you. You know, if you can't see, then, then you know, then you have no discernment because then you don't know what anything is. You know, the danger today should evoke a, a response of, my God, we've gone wrong. What can I do? You know, God, are you there? If so, please, I give you my life. Please, I know I've just gone the wrong way. I've done the wrong thing. I've, I, I can't believe how screwed up everything is. I, I just need help, please. If you're there, please help me. You'd think people could put their pride down just a little bit enough to at least do that, and they can't even do that. They're going to go all the way to the very end. Many of them. Well, not all of them, but I mean, you know, it's not going to be, you know, everybody's saved. (laughs) 
and all that. And, you know, I make fun of some of these preachers because, you know, they've given really, I mean, between the Catholic Church and the uh, evangelical movement and the, uh, you know, the Protestant movement and the, uh, you know, the various sects and so forth of Christianity, save the, uh, you know, the interesting aspect of the Crusades, you know, it's it, it, Jesus has kind of gotten lost here, in the right in the whole hoopla of the whole sort of you know convulsion of of worship, which is really just singing songs and praying, you know, to something that you may or may not even know what it is. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a mystery to me what the churches really are at this point. Because what I found in them was, first of all, no difference from the world. Number one, that's the number one hallmark of the American church. There is no difference. You know, it is the world. And therefore, people are also, you know, programmed and, you know, compartmentalized to be in that particular culture and to do their, you know, that particular thing they do, whatever it is. There really seems to be little call to... um, you know, any kind of thinking. I mean, a lot of the theology books that you'd read now and everything, it's, it's kind of collective thinking. You know, the thinking and, and philosophy that's been established 100, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, that is being recodified again for the purpose, you know, regurgitated for, for the purpose of teaching children and, and young people, uh, you know, the justifications for faith and why why Christianity is real versus the rest that aren't and all that, which is all those pathways, by the way, where of our intellectual pathways, and intellectual pathways cannot take you to the Lord. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really heart, mind, and soul. It's, it really takes all of you. You know what I mean? Just tickling the intellect is what... Uh, a lot of, you know, in, in the Protestant movement, there was a lot of that, a lot of books written, a lot of things said, um, you know, to prove that, uh, you know, this way is the superior way compared to that way. And, um, there are little things that refute all that, which is, if you have truth, you have Christ, you're you're there. You may not have the nomenclature, the language, the, the 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 concepts, but I mean, if you seek truth, you're there. You know, you 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 cannot miss. There's also a great deal of uh, antipathy toward uh, Christians and the church because of of uh, what you might call missionary work to the heathens. It's not so much the missionary work. It's the idea that they are heathens. I say that euphemistically. I don't say that. I don't believe they're heathens. But they believe that anyone with a different philosophy would be a heathen, like the uh, Indians and you know the indigenous people of uh, South America, let's say. The missions from England to South America to convert the heathen, what it really was about a you know, gold rush and fighting the Spaniards uh, over land. And, and and to hell with the indigenous people. And so, you know, they see this, and they so they want to reject uh, Christ wherever they can. And they say, oh, you see, if you're a Christian, you get persecution. No, this, if people actually created that persecution, 
by persecuting indigenous people and saying, you know, you either believe this or we're going to start, you know, hammering nails into your head or something. You know, that kind of approach is um, not an approach at all, but an excuse for the state to expand territory and wealth at the behest and at the, uh, at the suffering of the people being invaded. <clears throat> and that's why in America, the American left has rejected Christianity for the most part because of that. There is a reason and that there is some responsibility that needs to be borne. Now, I'm not involved in Christianity. I'm not involved in uh, you know, mission work of, of being superior and, you know, and, you know, getting the word out to these poor people that need the word. I agree. Everyone needs the word. I agree. We need to feed, we need to, you know, we need to drink the blood and eat the flesh of Christ. I mean, you know, the, the, the eternal bread, you know, the, 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 the blood, uh, that is the, uh, that, that is the highest valued thing there is. That is the the I guess the elixir of salvation. It's it's the uh, it's the uh, uh, it's the ransom paid. It's the uh, it's the you know part of the you know, doorway to another dimension where all this whatever this is and all the memories and guilt and shame. The collective we have a collective guilt and shame of being humans and doing atrocities to other humans. That's never been paid for by judgment or by any court. And so we sit here with these huge debts of, of judgment, huge debts of, of anger, you know. And, and uh, you know, the society has become sick as a result. People say, well, that's because of the Christian roots. And it's like, no, there's, it's got nothing to do with that. Truth, in other words, you've got to get to the to almost an abstract aspect of this. What is the Alpha and the Omega? What is truth? What is Christ? What is the blood of Jesus? What is the cross? And each of those questions, the answer has to be, and will always be, eternity. Or the doorway to, or the, or the, or the road to, or the way to, or the, the transition to. Or the right, and so, but, but, a lot of the of the persecution of Christians. See, for example, a lot of the you can say, well, those evil Muslims are putting those Christians to death. It's like, yeah, and there's long memories that go back to the Crusades, of slaughtering by each, and they're still at it. That doesn't mean there are Christians now that's picked up a sword. But it does mean the Muslims are still on the warpath. <clears throat> that and some of those memories and those those ancient fights go back to the time of the Crusades. So a lot of this stuff where where one one paints themselves as innocent. I didn't do anything, but because of my love for God, I, I'm being punished. I, there is, of course, there is that. But sometimes I think people protesteth a bit too much. 
you know they 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 they, they act like they're you know an innocent like you know complete never done any anything wrong just calmly walking along when this and that happened to them and you know and 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 yeah it's it's truth is a real problem but but it it it's also truth it the people that tell the truth are persecuted so what is their relationship to God? And their relationship is, well, they have the touchstone Jesus, which is truth, and they're being persecuted because that truth, what does it do? It upends the lie. What is this world? It's a lie. The world is a mirror, right? A mirror is a lie. A mirror is a reflection. It's not the actual truth. It's not the real article. It's, it's, the whole world is showing you a, a reflection of reality. So you're not in reality. You're in some kind of reflection. So what does truth threaten to do? Break the mirror. And what happens if you break the mirror? We get seven years of bad luck, according to the, to the, uh, yeah, the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft or whatever. You get seven years of bad luck if you break the mirror. But what happens if the mirror is broken? The paradigm collapses. Well, what happens if the paradigm collapses? The beast system is as if it never was ever if you break the mirror if you bring the truth which is the only thing that can break the mirror and yet we want the mirror broken because what do we want we want to be free of bondage right we want to be assured we live in eternity that's what we remember, that's what we feel, but we, we're, we're, we're separated from it. We want to be okay within ourselves, but we're not because we're separate from ourselves. We're separate from our spirit. We're separate from our souls. We, we're, we're just kind of like twice removed, in a sense. And then our self does some awful thing, and we, we, we whip it and beat it. Why did you sit like that again? You're going to have to repent, straighten up. I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent. Over and over and over a thousand times I repent. But who's repenting? You're not, you're not in command of yourself. So your mouth repenting is not your whole body, soul, and mind repenting, is it? Because you're not really in, not just command, but you're not really connected within yourself. And that's not your fault, but that's the work of this world. That's the fallen world. That's the problem with this world. You know, one way of looking at it. People are not in command of themselves, or they would repent and be perfect before the, in, in the sight of God. But they can't because they're, they're barred from them. They're, they're blocked just like the the cherub that guards the Garden of Eden. They're blocked from themselves. So what do most of the, the mystical traditions and Eastern, Western, I don't care which one you look at, but, you know, Buddhism, or like we like to call it Buddhism, uh, you know, Hinduism, uh, you know, Christian mysticism, what are they all trying to do? Madame Blavatsky and all the, all the occultists and spiritualists, what were they all trying to do? They're trying to go within to connect to connect back the the, the 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 body, the soul, the mind, 
for the purpose of, you know, life, power, control. Um, you know, uh, some looking for truth to be, you know, if you, I guess if you're in Zen, you're just trying to quiet that 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 desperately, you know, chirping monkey mind, and you're trying to, you know, quiet down into the void so you can comprehend the truth which may be no truth. I mean, but whatever it is, it's something you, you don't have right now. That's why you're going to have to go into meditation to get what you don't have. What don't you have? Well, you're not connected, obviously, or you wouldn't have to do that. You have to you know, meditate or pray or do something to try to connect uh, what's been disconnected. Uh, because if you were connected, you'd have complete command over yourself. So there's a proof you don't, and I don't, but we want it. We'd be able to say, you repent, and you do. You go this way, and you go with no prevarication, with no wishy-washiness, no drifting on and off the path. But we don't have that, seemingly that power within. We keep falling and falling and drifting and making a mistake and making another mistake. And, you know, the mistakes are made because we don't really know ourselves. Because we are in a world where the reflection is what's real. So we're separated by that reflection to instead of seeing ourselves, we see the reflection, i.e. what they want us to see. Therefore, we never really realize who we are or what power we have or don't have. You know, so how could we understand the mystery of Christ? I.e., you cannot understand the mystery of Christ in the church system, which, which posits linear thinking as the way to truth. It's, linear thinking is fine for certain rudimentary things, but when you're dealing with eternity, you're dealing with a whole other, you know, that's why I, I wanted to study on the... Uh, Jesus' teachings from the quantum standpoint, because so much of what, what he's teaching, I, I, just a couple of examples. Um, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. You know, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Um, you know, many here will not see death. Greater works you will do than these. Uh, new heaven and new earth. Uh, new Jerusalem. Um, you know, uh, raising from dead to to you know you know, Lazarus. Let's say Lazarus. And um, you know, if you 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 must see it with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. But you have to have at least that faith. And that faith is able to move mountains of a mustard seed. You know, all these are quantum concepts. You know, all, all these you know, also bridge uh, time and space to, to where to, you have time and eternity and space and spacelessness. Right? In quantum uh, frequency work, it doesn't matter how far away you are from the target or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the frequency affects that target, even if it doesn't travel in a linear way. Same thing with prayer. 
doesn't matter how far the target of the prayer is away, faith, you know, it doesn't matter whether they can hear it or whether there's no connection whatsoever, but there is this prayer, it affects something, you know, 3,000 miles away or a person without there being any connection whatsoever. Witchcraft works the same way, that's right. It's too bad that, you know, that's so funny, you know, the, 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 the witches love to get into some kind of, like, argument over, you know, who is superior. They say, well, you know, we were around long before there was ever any, you know, and it's like we, the we is, uh, there's, there's a lot of different we's in this, that thing. But the main thing, the main takeaway is, you know, here is Jesus' response, okay? You know, I'm giving this to you guys, so if you ever get in an argument with one of these people about how they've been around before you, or, you know, Lao Tzu, like if you run into a, a, a uh, you know, any of these, like, Eastern religions, like, you know, the the, the whole thing, you know, the Tao and, and, and you know, the, uh, the various ways. Uh, uh, and they talk about Lao Tzu. Like this, this one guy, and I tell you, this, he was doing acupuncture on me, and he was really sticking the needles in, you know, painfully, and he was just so angry when he said, you know, who said that? And I said, Lao Tzu. He goes, well, that was 500 years before Christ. And then the answer is, you know, before Lao Tzu was, I am. And that's for you to say, I am. And that's for me to say, I am. And that settles the argument. Before witchcraft was, I am. So that should straighten it out where the power is, right? One is direct power. Direct power. The other is derivative power. Derivative power. One is based on the reflection of power. One is based on the primal instance of power. In Christ, it is the power. The only power. There's only one power. I think most people, you don't have to call it God or anything else. I prefer to. But other people can say what they want about it, you know. But I think people do perceive it. When you have reflective power, that is power. But in order to stoke it up, you must let blood. You must let blood flow. Because what? What's the big truth in the Bible? That should convince every person in the entire universe to at least have a Bible to refer to. For the sake of truth, of course. What's the axiomatic truth? That there is power in the blood. So if there is power in the blood, what kind of power is there in the blood of Christ? Direct power versus reflect power. Now, the reflect power works just fine. But direct power is instantly a billion suns. Direct power requires no sacrifice, no bloodletting, no ritual. These rituals are designed to concentrate power to be able to then affect history or an outcome of an event or people's lives to improve them, to make them, you know what I mean? And then also, what purpose does, say, perversion have in creating power? 
perversion creates power through the opposite of righteousness has also power in it, reflective power. And that power is conjured up through, not through bloodletting, but through perversions, whatever it is. Whatever you think God doesn't like would be a per- So, you know, to take your pick, who cares? It's all boring to me anyway at this point. But people are going to do what they're going to do because they have, you know, desires. They have sex desires and they're going to, they're going to have to channel it somewhere. Right? And if it gets channeled in a demonic way, it can stoke up demons and the demons will promise power if you continue down this path of pornography or this path of, um, you know, of, of, for the, uh, for the, for the world system, the path of trafficking in children for pedophiles because it, because robbing innocence creates power. And that's why they do it. Oh, sure, they have a desire to hurt children, I suppose. And you hear them every once in a while saying, you know, how most children, you know, cannot be affected by any kind of uh, sexual activity. They like it. It's good. It's, it's all positive. You hear all these people. You know, I have no doubt that eventually, before this world is smacked into a billion, into a billion, obliterated into a billion bits, um, there will be a complete legalization of uh, so when an adult gives it an order to any child, that child will have to perform, or else they're going to get in trouble. And if the family objects to what the child's being asked to do they're going to be separated from their children or maybe even thrown in jail. And it's almost to that point now because the people running D.C. are all into that game. They're all into pedophilia. They're all into it. Right? You can see the policies coming now. You'd have to be blind not to understand this. You know, that's how they operate. In fact... You know, Stanley Kubrick had made the statement that, you know, the pedophiles run the world. Well, in a sense, it sounds absurd, but it's actually true. That's how they're connected on on a deep emotional level with all the others. So all the countries in the world are run by the pedophile networks, which are the satanic networks, which are beholden to the beast and worship the hierarchy in the hope of their own apotheosis to be as gods themselves. And the requirement is things like pedophilia are required. Uh, children in these families that grow up in these satanic families, it's required. There is no wiggle room. There is no option. It's required. Uh, being compartmentalized, being mind-controlled is required unless you want to get yourself killed or unless you want to go ahead and participate in murder which is the which is basically the way the way of Satan is murder, bloodletting. There's power in the blood, usurping through blood. It's a blood cult, a blood lust for power. So war, lots of people get killed, right? So you get lots of power. Right? You become a powerful country. And, uh, you know, so that's, unfortunately, the way of blood has been ignored. And, and, you know, people don't say, well, what's the world system? If people do evil, 
and they do evil sex practices or whatever, and they get focused on that, when they miss the whole boat, which is, it's about power, which, you know, admittedly, there's power in dominating innocent people to, to you know, to, to break their will and their spirit to, to, to maybe com- help them commit suicide. Then they're, oh, yeah, getting some power out of that. You know, a lot of these kids, uh, up to a million a year, last statistic I saw was 800,000 from released from the FBI. And basically, these are kids that are abducted and, you know, trafficked. And they never go home. They get used in whatever, you know, porno, uh, snuff films, whatever, you know. Just uh, the whole point is they want to wind up dead because if you don't spill the blood, then you don't really get the power. Just raping them isn't good enough. And, of course, at that point, they're ruined. They can't be trusted. So they never really do make it home, do they? In fact, almost all don't return home. They all wind up dead through different circumstances, but, I mean, they don't last too long. That's why they have to keep abducting new ones. That's why they have to make it legal, because they they require such an appetite of children that it's got to be, you know, it's, it, the people just have to be forced into accepting it. And that's one part of the social engineering that, as you can see, they're working on that very fervently. That's why they have the drag queen storytelling and all that. It's, you know, basically to sexualize children to get them used to seeing penises and, you know, erections and, you know, and so under the guise of the storytelling, it's really something else is going on there. That's called the playtime ritual, which basically all of us that were born in these families, we went through that, unfortunately. Well, you can get out of it. I mean, you know, they, they require your free will, but free will doesn't count until you're counted as some kind of adult, until you have a coming of age, until you, until you at least hit adolescence and hit puberty and, and after to make your final decision, what you're going to, who you're going to serve. Because in the end, in that valley of decision, uh, you know, the, we're here basically not to live. We're not here to put plaques up on the wall. We're not here to, you know, be self-aggrandizing. We're not here to be, you know, self-worshipping, self-promoting. We're here to make a decision. And God gives us a long time to do it. And, 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 and abide in that decision. I mean, not just a decision one day that, uh, you know, reverse next week and then I'm back on the train. I'm talking about a deep down soul, spirit, you know, consenting, you know, soul shattering, changing, making decision. You know, earth changing, cosmos changing decision. Micro equals macro quantum level decision. Right? One that you don't change. And then abide in that, you know, whatever your decision is. And and that's basically why they call this the valley of decision, this this life. And uh why is why do we have to make a decision? Because God gave us free will. Free will. Where did I get my free will? Somebody gave me free will because I mean, I, I it's, it's r- ridiculous. And then I mean, free will. What's that? That means I have the right, right now, to choose 
which path I will go on, you know, to make that soul-altering, saving or destructing decision. Which way will I go? And so it's a way. So when people see that you're on the way of Christ, you know, they attack if they're on the other side because they're supposed to. If they made the decision for Satan, which means they've decided in their own, they, part, they have thrown away the eternal part of it. They've, they've said, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, what's going on here on the earth and my winning this little game here is more important than eternal life or whatever. That's fine. And they are assigned to you to come after you. If you're not towing that line, they can see you and then they come after you. The whole world is targeted now, at least targeted in individuals. At least the world knows what you're talking about now, right? People that are electronically harassed, people that are, uh, you know, that are that are targeted, gang stalked, and gas lit, which is huge right now. So it, I told you it was going to go mainstream. That that you know word came new. It did go mainstream with COVID. It went mainstream. So we have free will. We are not here to squander the free will and not make a decision. That is not why we're here. The whole purpose of your life, of being born, is for you to utilize your free will and that, and that you know, that, that get out of jail free card, you know, or not, right? But that is basically why you're here. You have no option. You have no life. You have no future. You, it doesn't matter what you've accomplished. You know, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what you decide with your free will. Now, it's nice to have success. It's nice to, you know, um, have friends. It's nice to, you know, you know, it's nice to be at the beach. You know, it's, it's nice to drive a Ferrari. It's nice to, 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 to look at the fruits of, of man's great creative powers and great talents and, and enjoy those. There's nothing wrong with that. No one's ever saying, but, but, but never lose sight of the fact that you're on a path and the clock is ticking. And that really, the, the, the thing, you know, prioritizing reality is a very important thing. And as we mature, uh, I think God wants us to, you know, it's, it's, it, you know to be able to, um, you know, discern What's important and what isn't, you know, I mean, to, to go into, you know, like Proverbs and to go into, you know, Ecclesiastes, you know, that for everything there's a season, you know, a time for war, a time for peace, a time for love, a time for hate. Right. And. Um, being able to discern what time that is, you know, for you, I mean, when we have these, you know, seasons and times of that we're here, which do affect us. But I mean, ultimately, ultimately still, we're here to do one thing, and that's to decide whom we will serve. It's okay, you can choose Satan. There is no such thing as no choice, though. Okay, so if you have no choice, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm an atheist, nothing, I don't believe in anything, or a nihilist even. I'm a nihilist, I believe in nothing. I believe in nothing, it's, I've taken Buddhism, 
into the West and I've, and I've bastardized it into a Western concept called I've gone from Zen to nihilism. I've gone from Zen to nihilism as I confabulated it with the West and all the West's little philosophies. We've come to nihilism. Still, nihilism and you say, well, what have you chosen? I don't choose any. I, I serve myself. That's a choice. I don't serve God. That's a choice. I don't believe in God. That's a choice. I believe in man. That's a choice. I believe in God. That's a choice. But I believe to the extent that I serve is really the free will choice. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. A free will choice. That's like, boy, you better not get that wrong because I don't know if you get a chance to redo it, you know? I mean, you know, I had one choice with, with the Almighty Father, which I, I had hit the wall in, in Los Angeles and I had these films that, you know, I didn't like what I did and I should have done better and, I, you know, things kind of came to a standstill and I was in this house and I'd, Still going through a divorce, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was there with uh, Trish was with me at that time, and I kind of hit the wall, became suicidal, and I was like, you know, there's, I might as well just check out of here to be easier for everybody. Never think that, folks. That's always a lie. But I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I really went below bottom. I was really inconsolable, I guess you could call it. And so angry, too. And then, you know, the neighbors were like Satanists. They were gang stalkers all around. And they were, you know, watching us and, you know, breaking into the house when we were gone and doing all kinds of nasty things that you've probably heard about. And um, as soon as God touched me, of course I know he was there before, but it was that moment on those stones and the outside of Sherman Oaks, I, I, on those stones, I was lying there. It felt like he lifted me right up off the, the ground and into the air. I could feel his hands in my hands. I could feel him looking through my eyes. He was filling in everything. And, you know, believe it or not, folks, I mean, I, I kind of came, there was, a, there was a point where I, you know, I knew that uh, what happened, uh, you know, that caused the, the writing of the Screenplay Society, what it was really real, and that, you know, I was, you know, brainwashed or mind-controlled to, you know, believe that I was sick and that none of that was real until there was a phone call that said, hey, it's all real, and I was, fell apart. But I fell back into the control afterwards, after that. And um, I went uh, many years... I went from all through the 90s to the end of the 90s. And it was right around the year 2000, into 2000, almost 2001, right to right 2000, where I finally, you know, because I, you know, I'd had visions of Jesus. I've had visions of, of Satan. I've dealt with Satan, too, directly. Not, not fun. I mean, you know, I've dealt with witches. I've dealt with. All kinds of, you know, supernatural evil and demons and all kinds of terrible things. And 
you know, it's like you just get to a point where you want to give up. You just, if you're left to your own devices, you're not going to have the inspiration to go on. You know, you're just going to want to give up. And when I asked God if he was there, he was there, I clung on. And I was so blown away by what happened out there in the middle of the night, I told Trish. And Trish and I both got on our knees and just started praying, like getting into the Word and praying every day. Both were just, I mean, it, it affected her too. She didn't need me to say anything. She just, right, you just, you just knew that was God, right? You just felt his presence, correct, Trish? I mean, from that point forward, you never, you, she never, we never had even one doubt. I mean, the decision was made. I mean, there was like, and then right after that, all the friends we had, you know, dropped their mask. Yes, we are Satanists, and we are gang stalkers, and we are... You know, going to fuck you up, man. <laughs> you know? And uh, they were coming at us, and and, uh, and I think my own mother, she was involved in saying that, you know, she she knows what's happening, and, you know, we're going to wind up dead. And, you know, I mean, she, you know, she's had many different personalities. What is kill us was one personality. And so... That was going on. The gang stocking was off the hook. You, like you'd go down to the Safeway market and they would, they would, you know, pick up the same conversation you had on the phone with somebody else. You know what I mean? That to, in order to gaslight you, to 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 scare you, that they're all connected and there's no way out. And they say that, like even in Girl Next, and the dead will say, and they're all dead. So they are the dead, right? They are. Call them what they are. They're the dead. I can't believe how much info I'm getting out today. <laughs> How about that? No Dopa Makuna for me. You know, Dopa Makuna, it's like a, a neotropic. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, a supplement that uh, supposedly affects your dopamine, and dopamine is the reward center. Makes you feel good. That's when people take drugs to get the dopamine going, right? And uh, if you're depressed, they want to stimulate the dopamine receptor. Yeah. Anyway, which God can do. You know, God can lift you out of depression. But that particular day, that night, that evening, I I can't put it into words how powerful it was, but to this day, from there to now where we are here, there has been just the same consistent march. In other words, the free will was spent that night. And it stuck all the way to here we are today. There's never been any wavering because when you when the decision's really made for real, there's never wavering. I don't know anyone. You know what I mean? There, the concept of now. I'm not denigrating anyone who feels they've wavered, and you know, I mean, I've, obviously we've gotten more and less into sin, and you know, had more to drink or less to drink, or you know, whatever kind of escape. You know, we've we've had you know, our bouts with, with things and, 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 you know, but, but the basic reality of who we are, of, of that free will decision and that breaking of the mirror of the reflection and that direct connect has never even budged. And, you know, hallelujah, because I, you know, not because of my power, but his power. You know, it's it's like that connection 
once that's consummated, you know, that that Holy Spirit baptism where it's just like an electricity getting plugged in. And once that's that, that's there, that's just there. And then you have the language to talk to, you know, brothers and sisters and others. But they're still fake people. You know, I mean, some people got very disturbed with the fact that I made a, horror, a movie, a horror movie, and or, you know, I wrote it and you know, I produced it. And that's uh, so why I guess I am responsible. Um, and it's doing very well around the world, thank you very much. But they were very you know, disturbed by the fact that I'd be, you know, a God guy. And I've always been a God guy. In a sense, I've always been separated from reality. <laughs> but uh, became a God guy completely. Because it wasn't even me. God became me. It, it, I became I am. It just all got done it's the consummations like almost like divine union you know like almost like sex but not sex you know something like you know palpable not not something you know ephemeral or something you know intellectual or something you know kind of like um a laissez-faire connection you know nothing like that i had that beforehand because I thought, I, you know, I, I read all the books on religion and, you know, all the books on mythology, like the Joseph Campbells and even Friedhof Capra, Parabola magazine, all these intellectual, you know, and, 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 and admittedly left-wing um, uh, manifestations. But nothing was really ever satisfying. Because nothing really stuck except Jesus talk. And then I, I knew it was Jesus, the mystery of Christ, was because, you know, like I said, I'm staying in front of the mirror right after that experience. And in comes the devil, in comes Satan. And I can hear him in my ear talk, talking, you know, just like, you don't need Jesus. You have the divine connection. That's all you need. Jesus will ruin it. People will hate you then. So that's how I, you know, not that I needed a kick in the ass, but that's how I was like, okay, this whole, it's, you know, it's all Bible. You know, it's, it's, he handed me the Bible. A guy came and actually handed me the Bible. He, he handed me the Bible and he handed me this, this whole thing about Jesus, that it's a mystery, that it, it's not, it's not what people think because they, they have this framework understanding without being committed to it. Why are they not committed well, you know, maybe they didn't sink far enough down there so that they, if God made a move, then they would respond, and then boom, the connection. You know, that's how it was. And the re reason I know it's so special is because if it was just me, it would have been wavering, 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 wishy-washy, you know, here one day, you know, over here the next. You know what I'm saying? We have friends like that. They're all over the place. We pray that they get it one day, but you you can't make somebody get it by reciting something. I believe in Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. God has to do it. You know, I had to be chosen and accepted. And the timing of it was always God's. Never mind. Lord knows I've needed him way back, way back when the awful things were happening. You know, I was in a, in a coma from an overdose of drugs.
after being gaslit with LSD. I mean, that, that happened, you know, as a, as a teenager. And uh, I um, basically died. And, you know, when I came back fully after that, people thought God did that. And it humbled some of them. You know, and with me, though, it didn't stick. Oh, please let God say, I went down to the Costa Mesa, you know, evangelical things with, you know, when, when those kind of motorcycle pre- preachers, pastors got going down there and they were surfing and Chuck Smith and that whole thing. I went down there and had them lay hands on me every second, every other day, every other day. Nothing. Zero. And then I'm blamed. It's my fault for not being more compliant and conforming. To which I said, you are the world. You're all phony, fake. Yes, but we don't have any other way to do it because how can we verify that everyone's had that experience you're talking about? The answer is you can't unless you can see your vision. You have prophetic vision. You can see beyond all these things of this world. So anyway, you learned in the end that if you were taken by God, God took you. You didn't choose God. God chose you. You didn't save yourself because one day you got in trouble and said, save me, Lord. Please save me. I was saved. <laughs> and uh, remember they used to make fun of that. And that whole, uh, oh, brother, we're out there. would be me and Pete. We've been saved. You know, and all that kind of jargon that was going on was making fun of the superficial church, which you have to admit is one of the things that ruined America. One of the big things that ruined America is the superficial church, the church of external nothingness. Or, you know, even the church of delusion and deceit and lies. You know, um, I had a dream. That was demonic. So says the church. You have to get in line for a while before we start believing you have a vision that's really from the Lord. Oh, okay. When you think I'm ready, then, then you tell me when I have a prophetic vision, and I'll wait on you. And I'll do what you tell me. Go back to your hierarchy, gentlemen. Because that's all you really are good for, is the hierarchy of being trapped, pretending to be saved. You know, saved. What does it even mean anymore? Does someone look different who's saved? Do they feel different, really? Some people say yes. Some people say no. If there's something that moves the dial, believe me, everybody feels it. The whole world feels it. So, I'm going to, you know, cut it right there. End of... Uh, wow, that really took it out of me, guys. Jeez. I got going with that one. Holy moly. Anyway, the truth is the truth.
I can't tie it up in a nice clean bow right now, but I can say this. If this nation wants to live, and I, I, I'd love to see America live on. I love the idea that my rights come from my creator. And I look around and I see design and everything. And I'm like, oh, obviously there's a creator made the image and likeness. So people could do image and likeness things, like do amazing things. And that also shows me that there is a creator. I am is, you know, is running the show. And we are I am, those who acknowledge it. But if you acknowledge it, then you're serving it. If you're serving it, then your free will must be involved or you have no vision, not really. It's like so many people on the internet that call themselves prophets. The They're going to swallow the coasts next week. Now. I'm going to end Jerusalem because they all took the jab and said the Lord. What do you think of the... uh, of Israel being the number one jabber in the world. Didn't you ever read in Daniel 2.43? You you know, trying to mix iron and clay? Iron doesn't mix with clay, don't you know that? Scientists, you were warned, all of you. And you still don't get it, do you? So when you put iron mixed with clay and put that uh, iron, i.e. in the jab, i.e. with nanotechnology, which is you know quantum technology connected to AI, when you stick that in people, you, know, you are triggering the vast judgment of the Almighty God, which means it's going to go, things are going to go to shit. I mean, I'm telling you. Some shining new world order? No, they don't have any intention of a new world order, okay? And they're not going to take care of you who've been following the rules, okay? And you who think they got to follow the rules, you're just going to die in the muck for nothing. You're going to be as if you never were. You'll be as if you were never born. It'll be as if you were never really here. Because you didn't make the decision. You didn't really struggle. You... Really, in a sense, a decision for the world system versus God is a decision to give up and to just kind of coast. And take it easy, make right? Follow the eagles. Take it easy. What do you think that song's about? In other words, don't sweat. Don't sweat it, guys. Don't get your your wheels in a knot. Just kind of do what, you know, went in Rome and, and just take it easy. That's all. Don't look around with, with judgmental eyes. Just kind of go with the flow, baby. And you'll be all right. Well, of course you'll be all right. You know, because that cabal or that, that giant cult takes care of people. <laughs> It makes them look like they're getting along just fine in this world. Until, of course, they step out of line one time. Or they get old. Oh, God forbid. 
Anyway. I pray now for strength to stay on the path despite everybody running a million directions away from it. Lord, that you keep your people on the path and strengthen them and encourage them by enhancing the knowledge within them of the connection that we have so they can rejoice as well and double down and triple down and quadruple down despite all the noise going on all around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? And now you see you're completely 100% aligned. You have direct power. You go lay hands on somebody and heal them right now. You probably raise them from the dead. But that's, you know, they're just, and if you don't believe you can do that, then there's a thing called faith that must come into the equation, which comes in if you truly are connected. A faith will come there, and I know it's never enough. You can never have enough. You, you, the more faith you have, the more things could be accomplished. Faith is what accomplishes things. Faith makes the impossible possible. And most of the things we want, let's face it, are impossible. And you've heard the old adage... What is not possible with man is possible with God. But how often do we pray for that impossible thing? Not enough, folks, not enough. I pray too, Lord, that all the endeavors of all of us will be blessed by you to show that a lot, some of these dreams and notions of something that is impossible for us, Lord, that you would grant them and show the people that it is you that grants the favor in Jesus' name, amen. It's God that grants it. It's God that gives the growth. It's God that makes it happen. And he loves, so far as I know, on a personal level, he loves even kids going to him and having all their things they, they were concerned about and telling him. He loves being let in on the on the deal, being part of the equation, being in there in the the decision room, being in there in the trenches when the battle's going on. He he loves that. Being included all the time. He loves that. I am being us, being whatever we're doing. I am being not exclusive of God, but all connected. You know, and, and without that connection, we would lose. We would lose. We would lose, but with that connection, we win. But what is winning? It's glory to God, who's in first place, who's number uno, who is the reason for anything that we're thinking or doing comes from the living God. Even the ability to rebel against him, the free will to rebel, given as an act of love, of complete total commitment, And people still persecute, and, and they don't appreciate that. They don't understand that. They blame God for everything, because if he's so powerful, couldn't he save people from poverty, for example? And it, it doesn't work that way. It's, uh, he's given us free will, so that's the free will 
is you know, the ability to create poverty, to create lack where there is none, to create poverty and sickness and hopelessness, to create all these terrible, horrible things. Man has the free will to do it. Man has the free will to deny any blessing of God. We know people to this day that have denied certain blessings. And though we've been blessed, they haven't been. It's like they took themselves out. It's such a weird thing. You know, they, through their you know, through hatred, no matter how good you are at something, you can take yourself out of the running for being acknowledged for that thing you do, whatever it is. You can take yourself out of the running simply by hating it. So, giving a clue to the next thing, the next world is above this one. You know, obviously you see the kind of work we're doing. You see the shattering of the world system. You see the complete fall and destruction of, you know, the Biden administration and then global, you know, like France, Germany, and all these places are collapsing from the old order. They're being collapsed on purpose, but there's a higher good and a higher thing going on here that that if we want to tap into this 1930s Nazi thing, we can, but there's a higher thing that goes into the future if we could, if we could get there where these advances in technology won't be used against or to enslave man, but to do just the opposite. And God wants to show us how the universe works and traveling and space-time and quantum things. And Yes, obviously. You had me in a high, free-floating state, folks. Oh, man. Huh. That's a lot of work before the sun came up. You had me in a... uh, some kind of state of mind, definitely. And... uh, Let's just consider it an encouragement... And thinking big and connecting with God and seeing the I am, seeing beyond all their foolishness and all their stupid politics and all their stupid rules, realizing God's never going to have you follow an abomination and, and call that Romans 13. You know what I mean? These people are breaking God's laws every day. And like I say, they're trafficking children, drugs, everything else. You, you don't have, you, that, that, That's not what God means when he says that, that I give you government. How about this one? You get the government you deserve. I think that's more in line with what's going on right now. But we follow the laws, unless it's a law like uh, you can't have a Bible. But I mean, we follow the laws. It's, um, it's a... 
it's amazing the actual people that are in power now and uh, how completely phony and shallow they are and how absolutely vapid and utterly, you know, depraved and stupid. And yet people, oh yeah, they wind up in the Time Magazine. And so what does that make you see when you see all the Time Magazines and the and all the culture and the fashion and the movies and the and the and the sculptures and the and the creations and the they don't make much impact anymore, do they? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Each and every one. Good to be here This time of year Time to celebrate Your great victory Come on up here, Buck Alright, girls Show him what he's won This is your life, Buck. Look at all the people here to cheer you on. Oh, don't mind that. That's the vat of blood. (laughs) Now, you might wonder... What is he up to now? Get that spotlight on Buck. Hey, Buck. Come on up here and get your reward. Girls, show him what he's won. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. there away